Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like with the rise of self-driving vehicles, will we see a country song about a truck that leaves you? Hi, America. Hello, world. Hello, world. Mm. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, I love doing that. I'm just going to hold that for an hour. Next week, I'll just hold that for an hour. We'll see. I'm sorry. And with both hands. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the filth, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers and turn out the light. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and ethervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather is very rebellious. Sometimes she stops when it's not even hammer time. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Did you do that before the show? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heather Morris. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle had a strange man appear in the liquor store this week <laughs> who helped her find everything she needed and was looking for. It was her spirit guide. Oh, oh yeah, he's Welcome good. Welcome to the show, Michelle. This Thank is you. Series 2, 
Episode 115. Crazy. 115 wow. is a super dope homeboy from the Oak Town with fresh new kicks and pants. You made that up. That's hammer time. <laughs> <laughs> you <Stop>. need. <laughs> right there. Thank you very much. You need to call 115 if you've hurt your arm in Vietnam, if you're unconscious in Mauritius or giddy in Italy. 115 is the emergency services. In fact, there are many ways in which you can make sharp contact with the Italian emergency services. So for the first time in the oh, history boy. of MQTA Radio, we have, when in Rome, I should not do this for fear of being arrested. Quiz. Points to be had straight away and off the bat. Nearest wins, of course. What in Rome are you not allowed to keep as pets? Because it was deemed as too cruel back in 2005. Miss Morris, what are you not allowed to keep? If you're in Rome, you're an old lady. You need a bit of companionship. But if you have this in the house as a pet, okay. you will not pass go. You will not collect 200 euros. You a canary. Be, you're going with a canary. Why not? What are we going to go with, Michelle? I was going to go with a bird, but... What does I'm... that leave? Mm, a hamster. A hamster. I can't give this to either of you. No points. Boints. 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 Boink. 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 They'll be the points that flow. <laughs> oh, I see yeah, what you did there. See what happened there. It's uh, a goldfish in a goldfish bowl. It was really? deemed as too cruel. In 2005, you cannot keep goldfish. That is why the huh. fountains of Rome are now full of goldfish. Oh, wow. A court recently decided in Italy that men are not allowed to touch what in a public place? They're junk. You're going to go with <laughs> junk, are you? Yes. They've got a shed full of broken mattresses, worn out seats with the springs gone. Yes. Tires, rusting tools. You're not allowed to touch any junk. No, they are junk. I hear what you're saying. They're tool bag. I get what you're saying. <laughs> They're rusty Vespa. You've been watching too much Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Little Italians running around with tools, I tell you. Where will the madness end? Michelle, what are we going with? You can stick with what Miss Morris has said, or you can look for a new one. The choices are yours. Everything to play for. They can't touch a lady. A lady. They do that all the time. Yeah. It's part of the culture. Miss Morris is, in fact, right. It is the old... Twiggum berries. Oh, nice one, Heather. The old TMB. Yay! Yay! I win. In Italian culture, that's meant to ward off bad luck. <laughs> yeah. So they say. Is that why right. you're so lucky? <laughs> they don't call me Lucky Leaf for nothing. <laughs> Mum, I'm just going to do a bit of that Put bad. Put both hands on the table. Bit of that. <laughs> Hang on. Your Uncle Arthur's coming through. <laughs> I'm just going to go off and do a bit of that bad luck banishing. I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> Miss Morris has won the first points Yay. of the evening. You cannot touch your twig and berries. Apparently men were doing that all the time. Uh, it wasn't that a form of telling someone off to? Like, has, the, Ayo, away, you hey, know, and they grab their business. Where have you been brought up? Which part of the ghetto is this? What did um, I miss? I don't know. I think I saw it on Sesame Street. I'm slightly unhappy. <laughs> Hood Sesame <Yes>. Street. <laughs> When Mr. Underground when Mr. Yeah. Hooper got the, uh, the homemade court, one, Mr. Hooper got the court injunction and couldn't work with the kids anymore. Where's Mr. Hooper gone? He won't be back for a very long time, Jennifer. In Milan, a city law required locals to be constantly doing this in public. What was it? Smiling. You reckon? A city law. 
Countdown by Europe. Yes. yes. I was playing the drums. Michelle was playing the keyboard. And then you wanted another song. Then we went again. We played Poison by Alice Cooper, if you remember that. Yes. Classic song. And then what was the last one you played before we came on here, Miss Morris? I said I wanted to hear a song and it was You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. (laughs) And yet my intro, which I wrote a whole 24 hours ago, contained references to MC Hammer all the way through it. And now... (laughs) <laughs> Two questions in a row. <laughs> You've also answered correct. So what are we what are we pleading here? We're we pleading the fifth. What are we doing here? This obviously is cheating taking place. No, I am psychic. That's all I'm going to say. Questions have been asked. Yes. We also played, by the way, "Runaway" by Del Shannon, mm-hmm. which is mine and my all-time favorite songs. It's almost a we Muppet did. song. You can see the Muppets dancing in the background. Do you know when all the Muppets I did, are together? When you were doing mm-hmm. it, and then someone actually throws one across the screen. Yes. You're watching the Muppets dancing. They're all being maniacal. There's probably fifty puppeteers happening there, and then someone actually throws one. You see yeah, a Muppet yeah. being thrown. These are good times. But yeah. you're absolutely right, Miss Morris. You're on four. Nice, Heather. You have to smile constantly in Milan. Funerals and proctology exams were never the same again, apparently. In Turin, you have to do this to your dog three times a day. In Turin. Absolutely. You have to brush them. You have to brush your dog three times a day. Feed them. I can't believe you're missing the mark on this one. That's walking. You have to walk your dog three times a day. Finally, in a town called Heraclea, you cannot, by law, do this on the beach i'm trying to think you cannot put lotion on someone else <laughs> put the lotion on, on the, the skin, skin. <laughs> or it gets the hose again oh, just lying there minding my own business <laughs> when the accused walked across the beach from a northeasterly direction and liberally covered me in lotion <laughs> i my think Lord. it was lotion oh don't stop <laughs> well it stopped me from getting burnt so i'm not complaining <laughs> what are you gonna go with michelle i'll be nude be nude. There's points going and you're not grabbing them. They're whizzing past your head and they're slipping through your fingers. You're not allowed to build sandcastles, apparently. If you're in Heraclea, you're on the beach. You've got your kids with you. Sandcastles are, in fact, Why? banned. Well, you know how much Italians love red tape and bureaucracy. You need mm-hmm. to apply for planning permission, apparently. <laughs> are you serious? Yep. Even huh. if it's a temporary erection. Oh. 115 <sighs> is also the atomic number of Moscovium. Officially named after Moscow in 2016 and is the most stable isotope. See, you leave this show with more than you arrive with. What'd you say? Absolutely correct. (laughs) Of course, every joke with Russia starts by looking over your shoulder. Do you know what Russians use to light their houses before candles? And there are points to be had. Really? Absolutely. 
Before candles. Before candles, what did the Russians use to light their houses? Fat. Vodka. It's electricity. Yes. <laughs> Political satire as I live and breathe. Who knew? The Russians are doing our scoring tonight, so I'm going to oh. win. <laughs> we run in to the part of the show that I know you like the best. Yeah. It is the mailbag. Mailbag! These are all of our emails, all of our letters, all of our correspondence from our listeners all over the world. Very multicultural and very global tonight. James in New Zealand. Hi, Hi, James. James. Of course, we discovered where old Zealand was a couple of episodes ago. Where where is it again? It's in Holland. In Holland. (laughs) He posted, (laughs) you don't retain anything, do you? Nothing sticks, does it? Not really. I'm going to ask you about sandcastles at the end of the show, and you're going to see if you get it right. Mm. He's posted, he saw a TV show in New Zealand that included the trivia about the cricket superstition. The 111 is unlucky. And he said a lot of people in New Zealand must be listening to MQTA radio. Really? So he backs up everything I said, but I'm always happy to hear from our New Zealand And the chicken in the balloon? He's going to look into that, apparently. He's going to make sure. So we have our own fact checker. Thanks, James. (laughs) We have someone on task who's checking aviation laws and chickens in New Zealand. That's a very specific job title. You've got your name on your badge. Yeah. And then underneath it says New Zealand aviation chicken ballooning laws. You need a whole nother badge. Absolutely. You're poking someone's eye (laughs) as you're walking around corners. The official MQTA fact checker. I like it a lot. We need that. Little elves working for us Mm -hmm. in the background, in the shadows, behind the scenes, like a meta narrative. Can we make them dwarves instead? You'd prefer a dwarf over an elf, would you? I think so. What if they've got different employment laws? What are we looking? I think so, different unions. I don't honestly think that we can seclude. If we got rid of elves, we'd have all kinds of problems. There'd be discrimination laws and everything. We can't just say we're going to employ dwarves. (laughs) I mean, we could interview everyone and then just not employ the midget. That's, oh, yeah. We'll see what we can come up with. Jody has posted... I wear SoundCloud out. Hi, Jody. Brothers and sisters, I know some of the shows off by heart. Jody then says he loves Michelle to death. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jody. That can happen if you're over physical, I'm led to believe. He goes on to say that he loves all of us guys to death, but I don't think there's enough room in the studio for that to take place. He says, thanks for the bright light that you guys are in this world. I truly appreciate you. Fabulous words from Jody. Alan in Korea. Hello, Alan. I said we're getting around today, didn't I? Has posted very simply, love your show. Thank you. Marcus in the UK said he listens to us and enjoys the show very much. Gary in Indiana says, your archives for the show are great. And uh, they're great for the blind, apparently. Mm. He says, uh, I don't need need sharp. The radio is very good for the blind. I will give him that. I, I can't disagree with him. He says, I don't need sharp vision. And I can hear you easily. And, of course, it's all free. Smiles and love to Heather and Michelle. Aww, yay! yay us. And yeah. if you can't see us, we're very attractive. That's right. I can't disagree. <laughs> to be fair, you are drinking. She says that holding a glass of wine. Drink two more. We'll be the best looking people on the planet. You're looking very well right now. That's very kind of you, Miss Morris. Close I, one eye. <laughs> I see you brought your sister with you. Oh. I actually believe Gary is a pilot for Delta Airlines. Oh, wow. No, I made that up. You he can't did. see. It was a joke. Michelle oh. in New York. <laughs> Don't point them out. They're less funny when that happens. <laughs> Michelle in New York has Hi, posted. Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Show 11, 111 was great. I can speak 
French and Heather is bilingual. Not everyone can mm-hmm. speak. Ew, it's true. In Morris Code. That's true. <laughs> so true. She's bilingual. She can't speak two languages properly. Very quickly, oh. Jerry says, been going through the archives on SoundCloud. The Not For Your Mother segment has me hooked. <laughs> well worth the time to go back and hear the show again with the bonus track. And I will tell you yeah. how to access that mm-hmm. very shortly. Robin, of course. Hi, Hi Robin. Robin. We love you, Robin. Loves you. Good mm-hmm. friend and listener in New England posted. I love it when Michelle and Heather both shout out. Hi, Robin. I love, I love you. <laughs> See, I still think there's cheating taking place. It makes me smile when I'm snuggled under my quilt on a Friday night, probably with my mother snoring. Love the show more than you know. Adrian Aww. cracks me up with these corny jokes. See? I didn't We're think not that the was only the case. Ones. Well, it must be a cultural thing then. <laughs> but my heart beats for the ladies, apparently. Aww. Yay! Yay! Cheers! Finally, good friend and listener Martin, also in New York, has written an amazing show where at any time Adrian can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, and where Heather speaks French, <laughs> and it's really Morris Code. They're obsessed, yeah. obsessed with the Morris Code. Very good. <laughs> I have to say as well, Thanks, Martin, Martin. Hello, Martin in New York has an amazing Facebook site. Oh, I will plug he this. Does. He's created an online auction so site. Cool. It's called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook. There is everything on there from the Living Dead Dolls to 80s metal concert t-shirts. Awesome. The unusual, strange, intriguing and bizarre. Go and have a look at what is morbidly fascinating. Items are just a couple of clicks away from owning. Remember Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook. You've shown good taste by tuning in and now you can surround yourself with good taste as well. We are available. If you come and find us on Facebook, we're at More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. We have 5,800 followers on there, of course. And that's where all the chat, all of the cartoons, all of the bands, all of tonight's stories in four, and much, much more is all on there. And you can talk to us. And if you've got any comments or things that you'd like to say, we will read them out on air. Our archives were mentioned. A lot of people were accessing show 111, which is yeah. a very funny an informative show. If you wish to go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, there's a little bit more on there. A couple of those listeners alluded to this. We do a round at the end of the show, which we can't do on air. Nope. For fear no. of being removed or getting a hefty fine. Oh, yes. yes. It's laden with innuendo and filth. Filth. Mm-hmm. So stories from around the world that we can't read out because it contains... Naughty. Naughtiness. It's mm-hmm. a round called Not For Your Mother. There's an extra 20 to 25 minutes of every show that we can't put out, but you can access it for free. Go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, and it's also available on Stitcher and TuneIn, and you're welcome to leave reviews on there. If you're listening to the show right now on SoundCloud, why don't you press the little orange heart and show us how much you love the show. If you go to patreon.com, you Yay, can Patreon. donate to the show. This show is free. It will always be free. We love doing this show. It's the highlight of our week. We mm-hmm. have a lot of fun. And uh, I love every one of our listeners. I feel like we're all good friends and we're sitting in the bar together. So many thanks for making that happen for us. The show is free. But if you go to patreon.com, you can donate a dollar for each show. That's very kind of you to do. So we have studio expenses. Yeah. We have to buy paper. Heather drinks mm-hmm. Bloody Marys like they're going out of fashion. <laughs> so that's also included. And we have... Several people on there that we want to thank. Vicky Lawrence, if she's listening, thank you for your thank donation. Thank you very much, thank Vicky. Thank you, Vicky. We really appreciate that. 
We actually have four different levels on Patreon for anybody that would like to contribute. It's just like Dante's levels of hell. In- Absolutely. Okay, I thought yeah. I'd go there. Yeah, um, we, you can donate a dollar. You can donate $5. You can donate $10 if you would like to have maybe an ad or something. But we just introduced the number one fan <laughs> level. If you would like, you can actually donate fifty dollars an episode. Well, you can be a you can come to the show and be a guest for that kind of money. You right could. On. You actually probably could. Yeah. yeah so fish and chips supper. Take you out perfect. in the wheelchair. <laughs> Leave you it. in a ditch somewhere outside of <laughs> Minnesota. Perfect. But you will be listed as the number one fan. We'll take our picture with you and everything, mm-hmm. or send you a picture, yeah. whatever. Absolutely, that's a, a fun thing to be doing. So that's Patreon.com, MQTA Radio. Of course, my book. Is currently available in bookshops and via Amazon, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead. If you're looking for a good summer read full of hauntings, evidence, ghosts, urban legends, there's a forward written by Grammy Award winning artist, bassist of Megadeth, David Ellefson. So that's there for you as well. I very rarely give out my own website details, actually. AdrianLeePsychic.com. You can book readings. You can see all the wondrous things I do in terms of healing as well. So there's lots for you to look up and lots for you to enjoy. We have an exhibition. I didn't mention this. I've not mentioned this for a couple of weeks. There is an exhibition taking place at the moment in the museum in Redwood Falls, Redwood County, Mm -hmm. in the middle of Minnesota, big museum. And to the best of my knowledge, it is the first exhibition ever on the history of ghost hunting, the history of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. starting back in the 19th century with artifacts. Right. And it's also on all the local murders, the strange, the mysterious, the bizarre, all the things we cover in the show. Mm-hmm. There's possessed dolls, Ouija boards, actual equipment mm-hmm. that we've used. So if you wish to see, there's only $5 to get in. It runs until the 31st of October. Of course it does. When Perfect. else would it, when a ghost... That is very true. I, don't, I can't recall there ever being an exhibition specifically on the history of equipment and the history of paranormal investigating. So if you want to get along, there's photographs, there's exhibits, there's even a guidebook. So if you want to look that up on Amazon, if you look up Adrian Lee and look for my books, there's actually a guidebook to go with that exhibition. But that's well worth having a bit of a travel across the Midwest to see that. That lasts till the 31st of October. That's in Red Wing Falls at the Red Wing Falls Museum. in Redwood Falls. Oh, it's very confusing. My life is filled with Red Wing, Redwood, Redwood. Renville. Yeah. It's just one long list of R's and W's and woods. It's very difficult to keep on top. <laughs> on Sunday, the things we're doing in our lives, incredible. I was appearing in a film. I was asked to appear in a film. And my first acting job happened last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, all of my friends and all of my colleagues think, due to the fact that I was playing a doctor called Dr. Peters, <laughs> that I was filming pornography. <laughs> I just thought I'd put yeah. that out so, you, so my friends were saying, so you're going to meet at the hospital. There's a film crew and you're playing Dr. Peters, are you? And I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Anyway, just on the off chance that that was the case, I left it alone for a week just so I could put in a good effort. But it turns out it wasn't pornography after all. So oh. I played a psychologist called Dr. Peters. I had lasted 30 seconds, but I'll try again later. Wow. Uh, it wasn't a big part, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's the Minnesota weather for you. So I'm going to, uh, we're going to advertise that when it comes out. This film will come out in the winter. And I've got a small part as Dr. Peters, a psychologist. My first ever acting role. I thought that was great. I smell wow. Oscar. 
<laughs> That's the name of our cat. We'll yeah. kick it out in a minute. <laughs> Anything you'd like to add to that, Miss Morris? Not I wore, really. I wore the white coat. I had the stethoscope. By the way, when I cracked the joke about the pornography, the entire crew and all the actors just looked at me and you could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> well, I thought it was were, funny. They were very impressionable. Yes. Okay. Actors impressionable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see where we are. <laughs> I like reading out once a month the top 10 countries that are currently listening to us. Mm-hmm. Number one, of course, is always going to be the Americas. This is where we are. Mm-hmm. This is where our greatest audience is. And it has 260 million people living in it. Obviously. Not all listeners, unfortunately. Not all listeners, Not but yet. we are currently working on that. The UK comes in second, as you'd expect. Australia is third. Thank you to Tanya and all of her friends for Hi, tuning Tanya. in. Thank you, Tanya. Canada is in fourth place. There's always a country that sneaks in. And mm-hmm. I think, how on earth did that get there? What happened and what took place that that country is now listening? Fifth place last week was Peru. Fifth. Fifth. The week that you didn't read out, which was last week, they actually slid into third. What? Yeah. If you're listening to us in Peru, who are you? Contact me. Let me know who you are. (laughs) Give me your deets. Right. (laughs) Paddington Bear and all of his friends. Drop us a line. (laughs) I knew a girl from Lima. So I'd share that with you. I, there's nothing I can add to that. The air is so much cleaner, but it's all to do with the altitude up there, isn't it? But Peru wow. are in number five. Who knew such things? Holland is sixth. Ireland seventh. Thailand is number eight. Number nine is Sweden. Number 10 is Japan. And I'm going to mention Russia again. They're at number 11. But if all goes well, I think they'll be in the top five this time next week. Right. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to be messing with them. Sorry numbers. about the candles joke. What can I say? <laughs> Of course, you can listen to us. If you're listening to us in the archives, why not join us on a Friday night and listen to us first. The show goes out at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. There is a show dying to get out. I'm yet to score. Michelle threw enough darts but didn't hit the board. Scored zero. And Heather, due to an advanced state of cheating, but she claims it's psychic skills, is currently in the lead and has scored four. We ran into a... First round, which is Ghosts and Hauntings. A woman who keeps coming home from work to find pee in her toilet has joked her house could be haunted by a ghost incapable of flushing. She says, I was the last one in the bathroom for the last three mornings, just got home from work, and for the third day in a row, there is we in my toilet. I'm going to hypothesize something. Do it. It's not a squirrel. It's only Michelle that has squirrels in her yes. toilet. Rusty Water. Oh. Was that some sort of country band? No. <laughs> Rusty Water and the U-Bends. Yeah, I've got all their albums. My I'm Truck Just Left Me by Rusty Water and the U-Bends. I'm going to call it Bunk and it's Rusty Water Let in the Pipe. Let me get through my story. Let me start my story. <laughs> Let me get a paragraph out. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle's throwing bunk into the show one paragraph in, and you're now welcome to take a swig of your strong drink. <laughs> Do you think this is the cousin? Do you think the phantom peer is the cousin of the phantom turtler? Now you're pulling faces. What's wrong with you? I feel like I'm a principal and I've got two naughty girls with me. Stop. That's disgusting. Don't even go down that road. She added, it definitely wasn't there when I left. My husband works miles away, so it wasn't him, but someone or something has been weeing in my toilet at least it wasn't a bit more right you'd have to use some sort of scare spray to get rid of the smell why didn't she get a camera was it a little bear pan cam 
Yeah. Was it Goldilocks? For Christ's sake, don't go online and write pancam.com. Don't. You can't unsee that stuff. Really? <laughs> oh, I lost an entire <laughs> week. I lost, an, I lost a weekend once. I didn't even get any sleep. Well, that's part of my soul. Oh, man. <laughs> so what is it? Is it a ghost incapable of flushing? Has the cat somehow come away from beyond litter training? This sounds like the end of Batman. Do you yeah, remember? It does. Was it a ghost incapable of flushing? Has the cat somehow come way beyond litter training? Will Did Robin, the Joker escape? <laughs> will Robin get out of the ropes before the sharks eat him? What is happening? Internet users found her conundrum hilarious and rushed to comment. Never knowing has written, sorry to be boring, it's probably a ghost of someone who used to love peeing in your house. Is that a residual haunting? Who loves peeing? When have you sat there and thought, God, this is a really good one? Who loves... To, actually, to be fair, whenever I wee outside... That makes me happy. I don't know whether it's the caveman or marking up your territory, whatever it may be. If I have to go for a wee outside, that always I always feel grounded. That always Can makes you do me happy. It before the show from now on, yeah. so you're not so darn grumpy. The hard part's dotting the I on Adrian, of course. Oh. It's in your handwriting. Oh. Other jokers <laughs> said it might be a troll. One person said there's a man living in your attic, which is what. It can happen. Everybody yeah. wants. To be fair, there was a time when I was a kid. And I'd go into the bathroom after my dad and say, Christ, someone's just died in there. So there is a precedent set for this. So Phantom P or not for me, you decide. You can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee and see that story in full. But Heather cries bunk. And apparently it's Rusty Waters and the U-Bends with their latest track. My truck has just left me. What have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Well, Blair Robertson recalls the moment a white Lexus crashed through the front window of a restaurant in Canada, launching the psychic medium into the air and pinning him against a wall. Wow. Should have seen that coming, right? I didn't foresee that happening. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Litchfield Park resident Robertson, 51, jokes about the May 30th accident even as he is recovering from his injuries. He was having lunch with a mentor and a fellow psychic. (laughs) So there was two psychics there. It sounds terrible, doesn't it? Two psychics in a restaurant. What's the collective name? Is that like a a casserole of psychics, a murder of a psychics? What what are we looking at? Just a sigh. Here's a competition. We'll read this out on Facebook. What? We can put this out on the show. What's a collective name for a group of psychics? There, we put that out there. Hmm. A gaggle. A gaggle of psychics. Oh, I see. See where we are? Well, anyway, the fellow psychic, when the car plowed through the window at the Silks Country Kitchen, so they were uptown in it, in Virgil, Ontario, (laughs) Robertson and his friend were seated at a table by the window. It basically sounded like a bomb going off, Robertson said. It took place one second in time. Well, I would have supposed that that's all it would take. Did he have time to eat his macaroni cheese by any chance? No, but the extra long nine-inch fry he got down. You remember that, do you? We did once go to, uh, is it? what's the name of this? I think, I think it was a country kitchen. It was actually 14 inches, madam. It was 14 hey, inches, hey, hey. not nine. Many years ago, we were eating with the team, I think, in a, in a, in a restaurant at the very establishment. And uh, I got given some fries and one of them was 14 inches long. In fact, we told the wait staff and every single person from the kitchen came out and had a look at it. And I took a had photograph. Had a look at your fry. Yes. That's said. <laughs> They've never, seen, they've never seen a bigger one. So, I, you know, what can I say? <laughs> you, took, been... you took the fry home with you. I did. And I took a you photograph. Still have it? Yes, next to a ruler. 
It's true. <laughs> and I thought, I could be in the Guinness World Record books here. For Put having the, the biggest fry. fry. So anyway, I looked up what the world's longest fry was. We're not even close. It's like 33 inches or something. But I think what they do is they... That's a curly fry. They carve it, it. They carve it like it's a curly fry. And this then, was a straight fry. Yeah, right. There was no kinks in my fry. It was straight no. as a die. <laughs> I don't use it very often. I don't use it as a rule. <laughs> oh, the crash was captured on a restaurant surveillance camera, which Robertson had posted on his Facebook page, along with updates on how he's doing. I see my table flying up. My friend disappears behind the table because table he was tipping. probably hiding. Yes. Oh, that was a good one. True, yeah. You next thing, you, next thing you know, I'm flying in the air, and then I land. The car grabbed my leg. Which that's pretty remarkable for a car. Yeah. One of those and grabby cars. Grabby. And pulled him back down. So it was a grabby car. Ooh, angry. It pinned my Hell leg. <laughs> it pinned Possessed. my leg under the car in a very weird position. It's still right, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that was what he had to say about that in an interview with Arizona Republic. He didn't Arizona. see it coming. He never. Two psychics <laughs> at a dinner table. Car plows them down. Who's seen it coming? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> I want my money back. I shall give you points for being fun and informative and for telling the world that I have the longest fry. Villagers claim a terrifying Chucky-style doll that moves and talks despite having its batteries removed is possessed. The so-called supernatural activity emerged in Cusco in southern eastern Peru after the child's doll was filmed speaking, blinking and rotating its head. Do you think it's listening to the show? Yes. Probably. That's where all our hits are coming from. Video footage of the doll has been viewed more than 61,000 times on YouTube and tens of thousands more on social media. In one clip, the blonde doll appears to move its head as one man talks to her before she turns towards him and winks. It's very cheeky, isn't it? A second clip shows a local pick up the doll and is startled when it says, thank you. The villagers claim that the doll says phrases like, I'll bring you happiness. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it doesn't. I bring oh. you happiness. You'll be my friend now forever. You'll always be my friend. Where am I is another one. Where am I? You're in Peru, mate. Donde esta? You're in Peru. The creepy footage also shows the child's toy slowly turning its head to one side as the person holding it opens the battery pack and finds it empty. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Many online commentators are convinced the doll is possessed by a spirit, but others are suspicious and believe the villagers have been taken in by pranksters. Like bonk. Oh, here we go. <laughs> have another swig. <laughs> Local Alexander Nino said she only talks when her hands are squeezed and she hasn't done anything paranormal. Seriously, there are idiot people out there who thinks she is possessed. Chucky was the main character in the Child's Play series of cult horror films featuring a serial killer's spirit taking over a creepy mm-hmm. looking doll. Yes. Did I tell you the prank I played on my mother when I was about 15? Possibly. We were watching. I don't know where my dad was. I think he must have been working. But my mother, myself and my sister, watched Child's Play. And my mother is absolutely petrified of dolls. She <laughs> cannot bear them. It's like her worst. And you made her watch Chucky. Oh, through her fingers. Yeah, we made her watch it. Well, then it was time for bed. And my mother was in the bathroom doing her ablutions, cleaning her teeth. And my mother's got a very old Victorian China doll. That's the creepiest looking thing. It's called Mrs. Dow. She had it when she was a child. And I thought it'd be funny to nip into my mother's bedroom place it under the covers, 
So she pulls the covers back in the darkness. And of course, I run back into my bedroom and now I'm laughing so hard. I have to bite the pillow because I'm in fits of hysterics. Because just the fact that it's imminent and I've got a couple of minutes to wait because I can hear her cleaning her teeth. The bathroom door shuts. I can hear her walk across the landing. The bedroom door opens. There's a minute or so while she's adjusting herself with her nightwear. And then I hear... (laughs) I laughed so hard. A small amount of weed came out. It's one of the highlights of my life so far. There wasn't a scream. There wasn't anything other than... I just thought that was very funny. I wasn't even there, but in my mind, I'm seeing it in my bedroom. No wonder you don't get a Christmas card. It's terrible. She's snoring. I haven't done anything with that recently, but she's next door. As we speak. Well, haunted doll or just very droll, you decide for yourself. Go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, where that story will be there for you. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Police are investigating over claims that local Christians have repeatedly attacked a gothic shop by threatening to burn it down and even performing an exorcism outside. Officers have released CCTV of at least one woman they want to speak to in connection with the alleged vandalism at the store, Spellbound. The pagan shop sells occult books, tarot cards, crystals, herbs, magical tools, spell ingredients, voodoo dolls, vampire toys, dragon skulls, and zombie pin cushions. I've seen all that stuff before. It's in Heather's room. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> Mary, Jesus and Joseph. We all know, of course, Pope Gregory, back in 600 AD, wrote a letter to the Bishop of London and said, we need to get as many Christians as possible. So we need to introduce some festivals mm. so we can introduce pagans into the Christian yep. religion, which is why, of course, Christmas happens so close to Christmas. To the winter solstice. <laughs> What's wrong with you? By the way, we're on we're on the subject. Am I the only one who's depressed that now the nights are getting darker? Yes. Where's my life yes. going? How did that happen? No, I love it. Darker nights. This I don't understand. It's my favourite. You just like the darkness. I like the light. I want to be able to see stuff. I don't want to be sitting sulking in the background like a Scorpio in the darkness. I love it. Working behind the scenes. You're Mm. terrible. The Spiritual Resource Center also offers psychic readings and is located in the shadow of a famous cathedral. But the owner says she is worried for her staff after abuse from Christian fanatics escalated into threats to burn the place down with the staff inside. Let's just stop there for a second. Christian fanatics that are so Christian... They're going to burn people alive. Yeah. What on earth? Unheard of, right? I just... uh, Have they actually read the good book? They threaten to burn people alive inside the shop because they practice a different religion Mm -hmm. and they're claiming to be Christian and higher than them. Right. I mean, I'm coming from the point of view that I'm Christian and I've written books on Christianity. Right. But I find that appalling. What would God think? Me too. One thing I'll add, of course, is it's not for us to decide. God decides. Man's thoughts are not God's thoughts. So we do not judge. What happened to not judging people? How did that happen? It's not for mm. us to judge, is it? If if God wants to deal with them at some point in the future, that's fine. But that's not right. our decision. We don't judge people. Right. Appalling. Tony Hunt, 61, the witch who runs Spellbound, said the store has been plagued with abuse, criminal damage, and intimidation for about two years. Tony is a former Metropolitan Police Officer and said it's because we are pagans and witches 
and some people don't understand what we believe, but instead of educating themselves, they hate and they bully. They said my girls were the same as terrorists and likened them to devil worshippers and also to ISIS. They even threatened to burn the place down. It was devastating to the girls who work here. I am very worried for them. They are only young. The Gloucestershire police spokesman said CCTV images have been released in connection with the incidents of antisocial behavior and criminal damage. I will add one more thing to this very briefly. In the mm -hmm. Bible, Saul goes to the witch of Endor and says to the witch yes. of Endor, can you summon the ghost of Samuel? I want to talk to him. I want to ask him for his advice. And the witch does this. She summons up a ghost. Mm -hmm. And of course, ghosts don't exist right in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So she summons up the ghost of Samuel and God is not happy. God says to Saul, you know, you should have come to me first. Why are you summoning up the ghost of Samuel? You come to me first. The point is, at that point in the Bible, God does not chastise or attack the witch in any way, shape or form. There was an ideal opportunity there for God to say in the biblical text, you shouldn't be a witch, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be summoning up the ghost. And he doesn't. It's, it's more about what he doesn't say. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's not his concern and he's not even worried. So there's even parts in the Bible where God himself is leaving witches alone. I just right. wanted to throw that in because I find that very very unfair and very biased but there are points to be had michelle you have scored your first points of the evening you are now on two i've scored four and due to pronounced and large amounts of cheating heather's on <laughs> six as we move into the round that is ufos and cryptozoology it's green men and hairy beasties an expert on the Roswell conspiracy claims she has in her possession bombshell documents which prove that aliens exist. Heather Wade, who hosts a radio show on the paranormal, says she has found proof the UFO really did crash land in New Mexico, USA, back in 1947. She insists she has got her hands on an ultimate top-secret U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency document from an unnamed source. She claims the dossier details how the UFO crashed on July the 2nd or the 3rd, 1947. The U.S. military stated that it was merely a weather balloon, but conspiracy theories have flourished ever since. Wade claims it describes how four decomposing alien bodies were found two miles away from the crash site a whole week later. The alleged government report says aerial reconnaissance discovered that four small human-like beings had apparently ejected from the craft at some point before it exploded. These had fallen to earth at least two miles east of the crash site where the wreckage was located. All of the four alien crew members were dead and badly decomposed and vultures ate aliens for the first time. A statement on the website on her radio show Midnight in the Desert reads, Heather Wade received documents last night from a trusted source. At this time we can find no evidence of forgery. But the documents have already been dismissed as fake by British UFO investigator Nick Redfern. He said with the 70th anniversary of the Roswell incident next month, the timing was far too suspicious. UFO or UFNO? Visit our website, visit our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee and everything will be there for you. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Well, I have a calf was delivered in an animal shelter in India with eyes, nose, and ears that resemble a human, but unfortunately died within an hour of its birth. Oh, poor Aww. little bugger. 
So it actually did have the features of a human. Makes that, you wonder what the mother was doing, wasn't it? Worried. <laughs> Just throws that up straight away, doesn't uh, it? Uh, kind of. Uh-huh. As news of the cow's features spread, locals from surrounding villages flocked to Muzaffaranagar. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. I'm sorry. You're not getting away with that. I'd like. Where was it? I missed it. It was where? Muzaffaranagar. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh-huh. <laughs> in, Say for a third time, a genie will appear and we'll all get in, a wish. In Uttar Pradesh. Uttar. Uttar Uttar Pradesh, <laughs> northern India, in the belief that it was an avatar of Lord Vishnu. Oh. Video shows people offering flowers, garlands, and bowing before the animal, which has been kept in a glass box since its death to seek its blessing. Villagers believe the calf is a Gokharan. 24 incarnations of Lord Vishnu, and plans are now afoot to build a temple for him. Mahish Kathuria, 50, a local businessman who came to see the calf, said... Said, here we go. God has taken birth from the body of a local cow. You want this, Rashi, Mr. Simpson? Thousands of people have Uh been here to see it. We will be cremating him in three days. And a temple will be built for him. This avatar has most definitely Mr. Bond. created a devotion feeling amongst the people. See? <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Now absolutely even got the area. Slightly more Rajasthan, I thought, to be honest. Perfect. But I'm not gonna complain. Perfect. Yeah. Brings me right there. <laughs> he added that the mother was rescued from a butcher and was brought to the shelter six months ago before she fell pregnant. Oh dear. Yes. Mm. You need to post uh, so that so we can have a look. She was brought to the shelter before she fell pregnant, so she got pregnant while she Pregnated. was at the shelter. Bring the bull in here. Put a red cape around. A little her. bit suspect, I think. There's a I very think so too. more questions than answers yeah, as we live and breathe. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Bathers in Brazil have been savaged in a wave of horrific attacks by piranhas. Scavenging for food near popular holiday resorts. Can you imagine? Do you know you go to some nummy, some beauty centers where you have your feet? All those little fish, little zebra fish. Is it? They nibble away. Yeah. Can you imagine if you put some piranhas in there? That seems <laughs> some to take people you. need piranhas That's on those. True enough. I've seen her like... feet. Have you seen her feet? She could climb trees with them. She's like a koala. Look at her. Are you, you looking at me? That. The socks Heather's she goes are perfect. Yeah. What's wrong with you? They're hairy. She's like a hobbit. I don't care. My feet are warm during the winter. <laughs> that is true. You can't deny it. <laughs> walking around in the snow. There's people out there thinking there's a Sasquatch walking around. No. Squatch watching. Squatch. Scores of tourists have complained to local authorities that they are not doing enough to warn of the threats of shoals of the predatory fish. Last Saturday, a young woman had a chunk of flesh bitten out of the sole of her foot by the omnivora six-inch red-eyed species after swimming off the La Prea de Cristo. Nice. Skinny mm-hmm. dipping anybody? Mm. <laughs> you first. In <laughs> Does that East make you Brazil? Jewish? Does that make you Jewish? It's the bait you want to use. 
A 22-year-old was rushed to hospital, suffering from shock and heavy blood loss from an open wound. She is the sixth person to be attacked by a white piranha in the region this month, and one of over 40 since the beginning of the year. And it took her wallet. Unbelievable. <laughs> wallet. Absolutely. It's not a mullet, it's a moulet. You had one of those. Yeah, you had one, so you can say it. I yeah. never had a mullet. When did I ever have a mullet? We've seen pictures. We've we'll seen, post them on we've Facebook. We've seen the pictures. It we'll was take a poll. Just admit it. It was swept back at the sides. It was all the same length. You can, it wasn't you know, short. it's your story. You but tell it, was, it like yeah, you want, right. but we'll believe it. Uh-huh. Mm. Bullying in the workplace. I'm going to start looking at the equal opportunities policies in this studio. Good luck with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> in May, Danielle Cardoza, 28, was holidaying with her husband and five-year-old daughter on the shores of the San Francisco River in Pernambuco when one night the lethal predator sunk its razor-sharp jaws into the second toe of her right foot. A traumatized Mrs. Cardoza said, I was only in the water for a few moments when I felt a severe pain. I screamed out, thinking I had trodden on something. But when I pulled up my foot, a piranha fell off, and I saw a bunch of fish swimming close by. Let's go noodling for piranhas. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Let's go put your hand in the hole. Go on. Do it. Piranha fishing. Perfect. There was a lot of blood, and I ran out of the water as fast as I could. I would say more like limped, maybe. Staggered. I almost lost my toe to the bite because it was so deep it came close to the bone. Luckily, I had only gone into the shallow end of the river. It was if there were they were waiting for me to move in deeper. It could have been so much worse. Wow. There has been stories of like school buses that have fallen into water from collapsed bridge. And the piranhas just stripped every kid in the school bus. Just completely. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the show? Was it that fishing show? River Monsters. River Monsters. There's the British guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These were stories. Fishing. You love fishing, didn't you? Yeah. Fishing. Love it. Investigation. That brings us neatly into the last round of the evening, which is the strange and the bizarre. I'm on six. Michelle's on four. Heather's still nudging her way into the lead with a hefty seven. These are the stories from around the world that are too good. Not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Doctors removed 28 pounds of (gasps) feces from the bowels of a man who was reportedly constipated since birth. Was that my ass? What? Well, that won't smell then, will it? (laughs) 28 pounds. That's 14. How'd they get it out? 14 bags of sugar, just to put that in perspective. Are you serious? They cut it out, ultimately. The unnamed 22-year-old had 30 inches 30 inches of his grossly enlarged bowel removed by surgeons at the 10th People's Hospital of Shanghai in China. I bet nobody wanted in on that. I was wondering what happened to the 8th and the 9th People's Hospitals, actually. (laughs) It is believed that the young man had Hirschsprung's disease, which causes the bowel to swell because the nerves that are supposed to control the gut are missing. Doctors said the man looked like he was nine months pregnant because of the painful enlargement and feces backup It's a boy. People are smoking cigars and popping champagne. The medical experts believe he had been constipated for years and looked like he was about to explode. Did he not know it wasn't normal not to go? Breath mint, anyone? I don't know what the rules are in terms of getting medical treatment and care in China. He may not have been able to afford it. He may have been living in a village in the middle of nowhere. After six months, I would... 
maybe think You'd about think seeing a doctor. you sick all the time, all that poison and in you. And crabby. Have you oh. met people who are constipated? They're crabby. 28 Arnery. pounds and 30 inches long. Just saying. Ew. The patient said he'd always suffered from constipation and used laxatives, but those only offered brief relief. He finally went to the hospital so doctors could relieve him of his symptoms. Dr. Ying Lu, he was rushing to the loo for relief, <laughs> said the procedure lasted three hours and removed the enlarged body parts. There are photographs of his lower colon currently on our Facebook site. And comments. <laughs> I've seen it. Mm. Imagine... If you just got all that out in one, like, go. Do you yeah. see what I mean? You'd yeah. need a plunger, wouldn't you? But if you imagine 28 pounds, right, 30 inches long, I'd have to say that I'd probably go to McDonald's, go into the restroom and walk away from that because I'd want to know the next people. Just burn it. Can you imagine 20 <laughs> torch the restaurant? I'd put How a Br- many toilets would you need? I'd put, I'd put a British flag in the end of it and walk away. Just 28 pounds. 30 inches long. I'd and leave that. think how that. old that is. I'd leave that in the restroom Mm-mm, of McDonald's no, and I'd walk not away. right. There's dead people. Just go do it in the woods. <laughs> they think it was a boa constrictor. Oh. That's not going down. It's articulated. Look, it's got elbows. It's, it's articulated. Mouth. That's terrible. How many cans of Pringles in a row would 30 inches be? That's got to be about three cans of Pringles, isn't it? That's, I'm sorry, that's just the worst. I'd do that in a public place at that point and just no, walk away. that's mean. Because somebody's got to clean that after you've had your joke. Uh. <laughs> They'd think it was candy camera or something. They'd think it was some sort of trick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's not going down. <laughs> Somebody get me some tools. <laughs> Angle grinder. <laughs> It's always the poo stories that make us laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Miss Morris, what have you got for us tonight in the round of the strange? Well, <laughs> the bizarre. I had a great story, but now I'm going to save that one for the last round. So people have to go over there. Not for your listen, mother. After listen, the show, yeah. Jump onto mm-hmm. SoundCloud. Because I thought this story a little more appropriate. A Modesto Walgreens was briefly evacuated Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, no. I've got his name. Hang on. After a man set his underwear on fire in the bathroom. <laughs> was he a liar by any chance? <laughs> Did he, I told you not to lie. Oh, My no. pants are on fire. No, Stop no. lying. No, the man. I, I can't. The show's gone blue. Oh, just wait, it gets better. The 45-year-old Andrew Cheadle was... (laughs) Good old Andrew Cheadle with his pants on fire. Was caught... That Andrew used to lie at school constantly. He was caught and arrested on two felony warrants out of Sacramento. Felony? You're not allowed to talk to your pants in public. Yes, but not charged with arson due to the reason he lit his pants on fire. (laughs) Modesto Police Sergeant Steve <gasps> Hinckley said he'd had an accident in his pants and was trying to get his underwear off but couldn't. What? So he used a lighter to burn off his underwear. To burn? What? He couldn't get his underwear off. I know. I'll talk it off. He had, he poopied his pants. Yes. And it He couldn't stuck? get his underwear off. Oh, and he couldn't get them off. Not How off long his legs. did he leave that there? 
I don't know. Just so harden he's up. Burning his, it's how they make walls in Africa. <laughs> right? Villages are made from such things, Michelle. It was his morning meeting, apparently, because the incident occurred at Walgreens he was at the Sanford Avenue at Carver Road at about 9.20 a.m. So it was morning movement. Yeah. I can't oh. get your bra off, Michelle. Let me get a blowtorch. Cheetle through the burning underwear in a toilet, which quickly extinguished a fire, but smoke filled the bathroom, prompting an evacuation of the store. <laughs> so don't light your underwear on fire at Walgreens. This Cheetle. is why I don't wear underwear. I know. See? <laughs> Cheetle left the store, admitting to several employees that he started the fire. But he's wearing no pants because they're burned off. No, just his underwear, sweetheart. Oh, he still had pants. Gotcha. He still got the pants. Okay, so those, those he were separated, not burned. He separated the underwear from the pants and mm. was just lighting the underwear on fire. Gotcha. Mm. Like, leg up on the sink. Yeah, yeah. Singeing, hair burning. Singeing, hair thing. burning. Mm-hmm. He's That's a politician. A Is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're supporting Rusty Waters and the U-Bend. Well, then he took off running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Streaking fire. Ooh. The Flash. The Flash and Walgreens. Nice. I, I know. shall give you points. You're now up to a very respectable nine. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? A herd of more than 400 cows got loose inside a graveyard and trampled across dozens of graves. Mm-hmm. Upset visitors claim gravestones were left in disarray following the rampage after the animals filled En masse after smashing down a fence from a neighboring field. One of them stopped to take advantage of an Indian woman. (laughs) That's what they were doing. In CCTV footage, the animals can be seen storming into the graveyard, walking around on top of the graves and eating grass, leaving cowpats and hoof prints behind. Pete and Sue Turrell who visit family grave plots in the Thornberry Cemetery in South Gloucester the following day, said they were horrified. The cows broke down a fence to get inside the graveyard, and Mrs. Churl said all the paths are covered in mud, cow pats are everywhere, as are the hoof marks. It was obviously a lot of cows had been in there. It was a party. It was a party. They can't do that much damage. They, you've never seen a cow digging, have you? No. It's not like a pig that's got a bone in its Mm-mm. mouth. I mean, they're not they're not there with a spade. They are just they? walked digging, over some. Digging. Yeah. Do you know who was at that party? Here we go. A lot of movers and shakers. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't encourage. I you. like you're, it. You're an enabler. <laughs> so that's much. Who you are. The wet weather over the weekend also meant that a number of graves appear to have sunk under the weight of the cattle. Ah, oh, yes, they are heavy. I suspect mm. a lot of coffins have collapsed deep down under there. Oh. Thankfully, the cows were spotted quite early in their jailbreak and were herded back into their field within an hour before they could cause complete devastation. Satan's cows. It was the very herd. It was pats from the very herd of Satan. We entered the last round of the evening that you can only access in our archives. So well done you for coming to find us. Why don't you post the show on Facebook and on social media to say what you're currently listening to and you can click the little orange heart that's in the corner there to say how much you're enjoying the show i'd be very grateful this is the round where you need to remove your mother from the room if she's easily offended or if there's small minors it's around that's called not for your mother because it's laden with filth and naughtiness miss morris i'll go to you first what have you got for me tonight in the round of not for your mother i have 
a follow-up to one of our stories we did in 2013. Have we been on the air that long? Apparently. Has it been that long? Apparently, because I can remember doing this story. 2013. You're going to remember this story. Uh Uh-huh. A human toe has fallen prey to some sticky fingers in Dawson City, Yukon. I remember this. I do recall. And not just any toe. The gnarled digit is the essential ingredient in the famous Sato cocktail in a downtown hotel. (gasps) Yes, they put a toe in your drink. Yes. Like, and it's been in many drinks? Every drink it goes into. We are furious. And the hotel's... (gasps) Someone took it. Yeah, the hotel's toe captain... Terry Lee the on the news. Is that a real relative? Yes, I'm sure I'm related. There's not many people in the world called Lee. Said, said toes are very hard to come by. I don't know about that. I've got not, uh, 10 toes. You have 10 toes? Yes. Don't if you, wore, you? If you wore tight leggings, you might have 11. <gasps> Adrian oh, Edwards. You know, you Ew. Make your own jokes up. The traditional sour toe cocktail, a Klondike-inspired invention, involves a shot of whiskey with the digit bobbing in the glass. So they put the petrified toe in your glass. Would would you do it? Oh, I don't know. I'm not drinking anything. I don't like whiskey. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. But I'll suck on your toe. (laughs) And the toe must touch. The drinker's lips when they take the shot. (gasps) Can my toe touch your lips? Oh, if I had a nickel. (laughs) (laughs) The hotel's posted a fine for swallowing or stealing the toe, which is $2,500. And it used to be $500. Yes. Which was the story we did back in 2013. Four years ago. Yes. In 2013, we did a story. And what ended up happening was a patron actually gulped back the entire cocktail, including the toe, and slapped down $500 on the counter and walked out. Yes, they had to retrieve it 24 hours later. No, they didn't. They never up, got nothing. it up. It's Where'd toe you get jerky. another one from? I guess you could go to the local medical hospital and say, I need Bunny, a Bunny, you should say oh, that. Where'd they get it? eBay. According to the news release on Monday, the whole hotel intends to fine and charge the thief unless the toe is returned safe. Go, down the, go down the cemetery with some cows and a shovel and you'll get it back. Stunts like this adversely affect the whole community, not just the downtown hotel. We fortunately have a couple of backup toes. <gasps> spare backup toes. toes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Bring out the spare toe. <laughs> but we were... But we really need this one back. I don't know. They Maybe they named it. I have no idea. The theft of the toe is a big loss, Toes I'm sure, us. to the person that lost it. Nip down to Toe Hut and get me another one. Toe she says the toe was donated by a man who had to have it surgically remo- removed, then cured it in salt. For six months, so that's how you can cure a toe, apparently. is. There's a lake itself. next to the toe heart. It's Lake Toe Heart. <laughs> wow. Wow. This was our new toe, and it was a really good one. <laughs> a really good one. It was the best toe we and had. Best toe. 
forever. And we just started using it this weekend. Oh, I hate when that happens. It's like buying a new tire and then it bursts a week later. You get a flat. Well, the hotel says that the suspect is from Quebec. How do they know? He probably had to show his There's ID no way to before tell. he They probably don't sell many of those drinks, so at the end of the day. And oh, had yeah. earlier boasted about wanting to steal the tow. Mm. Lee Loud says the mouth. man reportedly coaxed the bartender to serve him a drink after the nightly 9 to 11 toe toe time. Toe time. <laughs> 9 to 11. It's toe time. It's toe wow. time. Guess what we'll be doing from 9 to 11. Toe, toe time. time. Hammer toe. <laughs> the hammer toe. <laughs> hammer toe. Can't touch this. Stop. Hammer toe. Oh my God, Heather, you kill me. Hammer toe. <laughs> One of the new staff served it to him to be nice, and this is how he pays her back. What hammer, a low life. Hammer toe. I want to be in a band called Hammer Toe. Yeah. I'm sure. It's great. Oh, so anyway, just remember nine to eleven. It's toe time in the Yukon. Well, toe it can time. be here. It can oh, be yeah. out here too. We just need a toe. We need mm. a toe. Do you let, need a toe? <laughs> let me look into that. I'll see what we can do. I'll have a toe here next week. We'll make it happen. I got ten. Do you know where I always make Michelle drink and eat strange things? Oh. What about if she drinks it and my toe's in it? Like I've got my toe in the in the, you know. I can make you a sandwich with some toe jam. Oh, Oh, that's disgusting, you dirty bugger. (laughs) Terrible. Talking about dirty and talking about filthy. And toes. Worst worst headline in the world ever. All right, go on. Woman makes dress out of pubic hair. Out of the nether region? hair. How? How many pubes? Sarah Louise Bryan, a British fashion designer, created a bra and skirt made (gasps) entirely out of pubic hair. A bra? That's going to be itchy, isn't it? It's very real. The pubic hair that she used to create... How does she know? Well... Did she shear it? She advertised on Twitter (laughs) over six months, and people sent her in envelopes their pubic hair. What's worse than pubic hair? Anonymous pubic, pubic hair. hair. Oh, I was thinking the ring hair. From people. Oh. <laughs> that could have dingleberries and everything. Oh, God. <laughs> the way that forms into a little horn, you could run backwards and charge your Land Rover like a rhino during an African safari. It's terrible. What are you talking about? It's like Play Doh. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like... <laughs> Can you imagine people sending you pubic hair in envelopes? Would you have to wash it first? I mean, what if it's got. Oh. Lice. Oh, that, eggs and nastiness. Stink. And there'll be ginger as well. Oh, yeah. Sarah Is it quoted, a mix and match? It was. It was. Is it, it a calico? It was, it was a skirt of many colours, and, the, and was Joseph a... wasn't singing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I closed my eyes, drew back the curtains. That's not so great. Oh, don't say that. Sarah quoted that she wanted. That's <laughs> drapes. That's yeah, I get the it. worst, worst thing ever. She said she wanted to make the most unique yet disgusting dress ever in an effort to outdo Lady Gaga's 2010 meat dress. No matter how gross Sarah's creation might be, she has a pretty strong reason as to why she went to such extremes to make sure it was made. I want people to realise what century we live in and why we're all happy to wear things made by children and from cow skin and bull's eyeballs. Wait, what am I wearing that's made from a bull's eyeballs? Where did I get... 
I mean, is it my pants? Can you tell? <sighs> balls, it, eyeballs. Have I got the it's pair your of underwear? I've got yeah, my underwear where the eye follows you around the room. Oh. This isn't... I can't understand what's made of bull eyeballs. Was that a Lady Gaga creation? What did I miss there? I would not wear that dress for fear of shedding. I would not like you to wear that dress in case there was like a Velcro situation. You could never get it off. I would <laughs> not like to wear that dress for any reason. For any Actually, reason. I would wear that prom dress. Dre- prom dress. I take that back. I would wear that dress if I were going to create a, you know, do a crime. Do a crime. Yes. So in the lineup, there's five people all wearing pubic hair dresses. It's definitely number four. <laughs> you sh- see which one shaved. No. <gasps> no. No. Think about this. If they drop DNA, the, they would test the DNA, oh, right? And it would be so much. There's no just, way they'd track it back to you at all. There's some poor guy living in Newport in Wales, who sent his ginger fuzzies through the post, who's just been arrested for armed robbery. (gasps) Oh, so it's not just women's. It's everybody's. Anyone who wants to... equal opportunity. Equal opportunities. Elves, trolls, midgets, they were all shaving and sending it in. Squatch. Absolutely. Orcs. This isn't the first time, apparently, Sarah's gone above and beyond with her creations. Back in March, she made an outstanding dress made from 3,000 colourful, delicious Skittles. She made a Skittles dress. Really? I can make you a scarf if you want. I just need four feet of sticky tape. I think the rest could probably be made <sighs> after that. If you oh. wish to see the pubic hair dress, you are more than welcome to do so. It's on our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with That's disgusting. Adrian yes, Lee. it's nasty. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the mm. round of Not For Your Mother? A joint investigative team from the UK and India say they have uncovered an international fraud where dried monitor lizard penises are being passed off as tantric plant roots. What you have they some use? roots, don't you? Like, like lucky hand roots. What if I have a, a lucky hand root. That brings you money, apparently. It does bring me money. I should probably rub it again. What if that turns out to be a lizard's penis? Would you want to be rubbing it then? Twice. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, you're going to leave ten minutes in between. <laughs> the root, Hatha Jodi, is believed to bring good luck and happiness, as it resembles two hands joined in prayer. Happiness. Mm-hmm. Oh. Happiness. Oh, happiness. Oh, all you need is happiness. <laughs> happiness. You need happiness. Yes, I do. You need happiness. Yes, I do. Oh, oh, oh. oh happiness. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a penis. <laughs> Is it a French penis? Have you a lessons for this minky? Mm-hmm. A statement from World Animal Protection said Indian wildlife authorities have conducted raids in several states and seized samples. They've seized penises, have mm-hmm. they? Okay. The fake <laughs> no. roots are being sold online. Customers largely seem to be the Asian diaspora in the UK, other parts of Europe, and in the US. The I know exactly what said. you're going to say now. I know exactly what you're going to say. I bet you don't. Go on. I bet you're going to say, because I'm psychic, and if you wish to get a reading from me, they are available if you go to adrianleepsychic.com. Miss Morris has got her hand up. I know exactly what you're going to say. You're going to say, how is it that a root is more expensive to find and sell than a lizard's penis. I won't be coming to you for a reading. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Your mother's coming through. Hang on. I was actually going to ask, what do they use the root for? Is it something they boil in their tea? Because that's disgusting. 
I think they keep it as a lucky hand. Ring. Yeah. I think they're carrying it around with them. Like, like a carry necklace. A, yeah, or a possum's penis bone and rabbit's I feet. Chain. And that's the sort of I thing. just can't picture using that in tea. Can you imagine? I do not want a cup of tea infused. With I have seen them put the weirdest amount of stuff in tea, though, at those Asian yeah. pharmacy type. Well, you're, you're getting confused. That's not tea. That's a decoction. You're now getting a decocking, Michelle, is what's happening there. I don't want another one of those. It looks like the sweepings from the side of I-94 yeah. collected up in a bag. They give you a decocking. And then I, they, yeah, it's on a scale. It's a and decoction. Yeah. I just don't want a penis in my tea. I'd like a nice strong one, if that's okay. I don't like mine weak. A strong <laughs> penis yeah, in your tea. <laughs> leave it in there to steep. Let it stew a bit, you know? I want, to... I want a nice, hard, long one. That's right. Black, that keeps preferably. me awake at That's night. absolutely 100%. <laughs> yes. Every girl's dream. Two lumps? One or two lumps, Michelle. What are we going <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, a raid in eastern India state of Orissa. Look out. It's the lizard penis police. <laughs> Run. Run. Hide the stuff. Flush it. Saw the seizure of drive hemipenis from Bengal and yellow monitor lizards from a house in the city of, oh my word. Where's that? Oh my word. I thought it sounds more. Bhubaneswar. That'll do. Yeah. The right. statement Nailed added. it. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yeah. No one's going to be complaining. Nailed about, it. No one's going to be listening from that village. I think no. we're safe. An Indian member of the Indian invest- member mm-hmm. of the investigating team said the illegal trade was a major concern for the continued survival of the lizard species involved, as both Bengal and yellow monitor lizards are protected under Indian and international law. They can't breed if he's lost his twig and berries, can they? That's the point. If it comes off, the, you can't be copulating, no. can you? You can't be furthering your breed and furthering your species. Heather, you have the very last story of the evening. You didn't make my coffee tonight, did you? There was sediment at the bottom. Thallium's the way to go. Heavy metals, a small amount over a prolonged period of time. Muscovium. Almost untraceable. Oh, I got a story about it. Just saying. 38-year-old Lewis Williams spent the last four years working as a personal assistant of Miss Linda Moore, executive president of the Danco engineering firm. Among his tasks as Miss Moore's assistant, he was to take her phone calls, set her schedule secretarial work and bring her a cup of coffee to her desk every day when she arrived at work and it was required cappuccino after a dispute with his boss this morning mr williams admitted in front of a dozen co-workers that he had ejaculated in her coffee hundreds of times. According to Brian Little, an intern who witnessed the entire scene, Lewis Williams showed no remorse while he confessed his crime. The angry employee explained that he had been putting extra cream in Miss <gasps> Moore's coffee five, oh. five days a week over many years. Imagine if he goes on vacation and the new guy steps in. It's like, well, you didn't make coffee like the last guy. <laughs> yeah. It's not this doesn't isn't taste good. the same. This reminds me of my same. honeymoon. We had coffee then as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very Moorish, what? isn't it? Very Moorish. I've, yes. I've had three cups today. It makes me thirsty. The more coffee I drink, <sighs> the thirstier I get. After, You're doing it wrong. After <laughs> his confession, his colleagues called the police and Mr. Williams was arrested on the site. A total... 
of 910 criminal charges has been filed <sighs> against him, six life sentences. including 860 charges of sexual assault, because that's yes. considered a sexual assault. He's going to old Smokey. If found guilty on <laughs> all of his charges, old he Smokey. could face up to 1,070 years in jail. <laughs> For knocking one out in a cup of coffee. That's terrible. Oh, my God. Ah, Newark Police Chief Barry Connell says the accused confessed to more than 800 crimes or times, making him the most prolific sexual offender in American history. Lewis Williams' motivations when he committed his crimes remain unclear, but there certainly was some animosity between him and his boss. Some of his colleagues have told reporters that he was deeply misogynistic and found it humiliating to take Orders from a woman all day. I feel Poor bad for the bastard. woman. Can you I do a, too. You have to, you know, she's now sitting down and basically a nice for the last three or four years, every single day, she's, she's had to had drink, a, had a belly full of it. That's, belly full of soldiers. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, that's not good news. No. No. I wakes my coffee. There yes. you go. Get it down, you sweetheart. Mm. There you go. Perfect. Some other employees, however, have suggested that Miss Moore was often aggressive, dominating, and verbally abusive. With the accused, he may have actually acted as some sort of self-defense. That is not an excuse no, for self-defense. That is not. No, if I piss you off, Mr. Lee. Don't you dare make my coffee. I'll make you a nice Bloody Mary. Make it nice and spicy for you. Because she not likes it spicy. bringing me any sort of food or drink. Yeah. You likes it spicy, though, don't you? It's a spicy. I like it spicy. You like it spicy. Spicy. I don't want spicy. Okay, spicy. I promise not to bring you any warm beverages. Or cold ones. No. I won't bring you anything. Or cream-filled anything. No. Easily resolved. No donuts. You don't want no a nice... Eclairs. I've made you a lovely rice pudding, sweetheart. No. no. jelly-filled donuts. I've made you a rice pudding. No. No cheesecakes. No. <laughs> no rice puddings. I'm having a terrible trouble getting in the set. That's just shocking. No. I've spent three weeks making you this cheesecake. No. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, that's not good news. I feel bad for the woman. I do too. There are more questions <laughs> than answers. That brings to an end tonight's show. Because all good things have to come to an end. So let us look at the scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is Michelle Me. who oh. scored six. I scored eight, but in resplendent first place, oh. winning the $33,000 IR camera is Miss Morris, who managed winning. to score a very hefty and hedonistic nine. Nice. Although cheating abounds <laughs> I didn't cheat. in no. many forms. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian Leo, you can follow our Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother that we can't read out on air because it's laden with naughtiness and filth. But you can access that in the archives. Remember, we also have a Patreon site, patreon.com. If you wish to promote the show, if you wish to donate a dollar for our episodes, search for MQTA Radio on patreon.com. 
My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society, Int, Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including Martin's Online Auctions, The Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interested.